الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين استفى وقال الله لا تتخذوا الهين اثنين انما هو اله واحد فاياي فرهبون اذن ايت فم سوره النحل Allah Ta'ala declares then Allah Ta'ala declares <coughs> that you don't take up two gods multiple gods Allah Ta'ala is one innama huwa ilahun wahid fa iyaya farhabun then you need to be concerned about just this one Allah Ta'ala So who is God? <clears throat> Allah Ta'ala is one or the God must be the one that is highest. There's no one above Him. He must be eternal. He must be always living. No end and no beginning. And He must be the supreme creator. So if there is a thing like multiple gods, two gods or more than two gods, then the question will be are they above him, above God or equal to God? If they are above, then the one that is above is the God, not the one that is below. And if it is equal, that means he can't be a god because Allah Ta'ala is one that is the highest, there is no one above him. So Allah Ta'ala is one that is the highest, there is no one above him. Number two is he is always eternal, there is no beginning, there is no end. And number three, he is the only creator. So everything else has been created, has been made up. So Allah Ta'ala is one above whom there is none. He is eternal, He is always living. And number three, He is the supreme creator, He is the only creator. So when He is the only creator and He is the highest, then the right thing, the obvious thing is then you should be concerned about Him, not about what people say or what, what people believe. What they say or what they believe is irrelevant. Yes, the most important concern must be is what Allah Ta'ala has to say and what Allah Ta'ala wants. وَلَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرُضِ وَلَهُ الدِّينُ وَاسِبًا And then look at Allah Ta'ala Look at his splendor, look at his beauty, look at his grandeur, that everything belongs to him. Whether it's in the heavens or the earth, everything belongs to him. And submission is his right, total submission, absolute submission is his right. 
total undivided submission is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلَهُ الدِّينُ وَاسِبًا Why should you fear anybody else besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It happens to mankind that when he, is, he gets himself attached to something or to some person, then his mind shifts away from the actual goal. Allah Ta'ala is real, He is the one, there is no one besides Him. But then when you get over-attached to someone or anything, then your mind drifts away proportionately from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Then your friendship or your hatred revolves around that. <coughs> You've got a client or you've got a boss and you've got a good, very good relationship with the client or you've got a very good relationship with the boss. But now you see that someone else is also very close to the client or you see someone else also very close to the boss and that creates some type of an discomfort in your mind. Then you need to correct your mind. Has your mind shifted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala onto the client or onto the boss? That now this person is going to push my client away or he's going to get the favor of the boss. So is your mind on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or is your mind shifted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So that mind must be on Allah ta'ala at any given time. Any given moment, any given time, it is his right because ma bikum min ni'matin min Allah every good that you have every blessing you have is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether it is your faculties whether it is your organs whether it is your limbs everything belongs to him ma bikum min ni'matin min Allah everything belongs to him the wealth the brains the intelligence whatever you have is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so why is it ثُمَّ إِذَا مَسَّكُمُ الدُّرُّ فَإِلَيْهِ تَجْأَرُونَ ثُمَّ إِذَا كَشَفَ الدُّرَّ عَنْكُمْ إِذَا فَرِيقٌ مِّنْكُمْ بِرَبِّهِمْ يُشْرِكُونَ At the time of calamity and distress, then you will plead to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Someone got a health problem, he's got a problem in his children, he's got a problem with his business, and he can't find a solution. Then at that moment he's turning to Allah ta'ala altogether. I'm in a problem and I don't know where to turn to that at that time when you fixed and you pushed against the wall then you are turning to Allah Ta'ala alone you cry to him you plead to him you ask of him <coughs> at times it is on account of the literature that we read we study, we read that also confuses and corrupts the mind. If science talks about the sun, the most they can tell you is two types of gases have merged and there was a combustion turned into a ball of fire. That's the furthest they can take you. Gas merged with gas, combustion, and thereafter it was a ball of fire. So they can't take you, they don't take you above that. Now, this 
really puts mankind into a quandary. All right, the question that comes after that is, all right, who created the gas in that proportion and that type of gas that when they merge and when they merge together, it brings about a combustion into a ball of fire? Who did that? Number two is this. The second question that comes to mind of any normal person is, all right, he created with such precision that that thing, that sun, that fireball will go around the planet at a, at a speed that Allah Ta'ala has destined. It won't just move randomly at a certain distinct speed, at a certain height, at a certain slant, and in a certain time it needs to complete the round. It's a round that Allah Ta'ala has destined, and you won't hear a single day that it moved out of that round. It'll go on exactly on that round, exactly at that angle, exactly at that speed, exactly at that height. So it won't move out of it. So now, who did all these things here? So that's where science just remains silent. It doesn't talk about anything. And personally, I feel it's the greatest disservice because they showed you this side of the picture, but they didn't take you above this that Allah Ta'ala did all this. He created that gas to merge with that gas to turn into a fireball. So he did that. And then he allowed it to move with that speed, at that height, at that slant, radiating that type of heat. If it was slightly off, the angle was off, or the temperature was slightly off, either the earth would have roasted or frozen. So now, that precision work is Allah Ta'ala's. And what you're supposed to be doing is, the first obligation of every man is, recognize your Rabb, understand your Rabb. Proportion to your recognizing and understanding the power and the glory of your Rabb will be your submission. If you didn't recognize him, you haven't understood him, then you won't give your full submission. And he's telling you uh, that, Undivided submission, unrestricted submission, absolute submission is the right of Allah Ta'ala alone. So you can fulfill this right if you understand him, you recognize him. Once you recognize him, now you can give him your full, full submission. مَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِينَ اللَّهِ Our minds they don't drift. The rate of depression, despondency now is like was never before. The reason is that whole circular system that we go through, it only talks about material, material, material causes and means. As though there is no creator resulting in the latest stats that are out shows that approximately 70% of Europe has gone into atheism. More than 50% of Israel has gone into atheism. Why? Because they took you onto science, how it's happening, and they left you there in the lurch, they left you there in suspense. They didn't take you above that, that there is a supreme creator. He's perfect, he's got no flaws, he's absolutely great, so they haven't taken you beyond that. So when they haven't taken you beyond that, in this world, every person, no person that came here, doesn't go through some difficulty, some calamity, some pain, some type of trial he goes through. Now, when he goes through that trial, the only thing that he learned about was material. Now he's looking now, where on earth, now, where must I look for a solution? He can't find the solution. 
When he can't find the solution, then either he gets into a depression or he falls into despondency, one of the two extremes. So Allah is saying, why is this inconsistent behavior? When you are really in a fix, you turn to me. But when I move away that problem, move away the distress, then you forget me. You are setting up partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why this inconsistent pattern? The right way is we recognize Allah ta'ala, understand His power, understand His might, understand His glory, and then we give to Him His total submission, undivided. Be the wife, be the business, be the wealth, be whatever. But that submission we owe to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entirely. And then the submission we entitle to Allah Ta'ala, dar khala wa dar mala, whether publicly or mentally. Publicly we understand, we'll talk about Allah Ta'ala, we'll talk about His oneness, we'll talk about His greatness. But do we have the same belief mentally? That mentally is this rooted into us? If it's rooted, then our behavior will definitely change. It will definitely change. On Sahabi <coughs> sent a proposal to a certain girl, but he felt that I'm not an Arab speaking, I'd rather send someone that is Arabic speaking, he will do a better job and he will make a right representation for myself. So he sent his friend that you are Arabic speaking, rather you make the proposal, maybe they look at the proposal favorably. So anyway, the friend went in and he came out with a little bit of a delay. So what happened? Felt very embarrassed and he says, you see, I went and with all honesty and faith, I sent the proposal for you. But they turned down the proposal, but they offered me that you, if you send a proposal, you are prepared to accept it. And I was in line for marriage, so there's no, no reason for me to say, no, I'm not interested, because I was in line. And they made the offer, so I accepted it. And the nikah was so simple in those days that they conducted the nikah there and then. They got the witnesses, they got the consent of the wali, and the nikah was done. So this sahabi, it is interesting to see what was his response. And compare his response to someone's response on, in this day. The sahabi says, no, no, man, I'm supposed to be ashamed. That girl was meant for you. Why did I have to go and make a proposal? It was meant for you. Allah has chosen that. But why on earth did I make that proposal? So I should be asking you for a mouth. But today's response would be that you stabbed me in the back. Yeah, what I sent you for and what you did. Right? Allah knows. Now the whole friendship has broken down. Why? That nazar, that sight that was supposed to be in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that has turned away. If it was glued, it was firmly rooted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all these things would have not happened. So the education system that we are going through, really it is shaking the belief. You may know some more facts, science here and there, whatever. Although more than half of it, you don't need in your life. More than half of what you learn, you don't need in your life at all. But no, you feel to yourself, no, I know about science, so I'm very, very usyar, very intelligent. It's shaken your belief. It's shaken your behavior, it's shaken your conduct. That is not a matter of concern. 
ثم اذا مسكم الضر فاليه تجارون so how a muslim's mind is supposed to be at any given time how is your mind supposed to be especially now that we are approaching ramadan we in rajab already the mubarak month has already started moving on to shaban then ramadan then from now right till muharram all mubarak months whether you look at uh, post ramadan uh, shawwal zulqada and then zulhijjah and then till the first 10 days of muharram all mubarak months and it's such a good time allah bak in his compassion his mercy has offered us opportunities right you didn't work yourself you didn't you went right now these opportunities are coming up make the best of it who knows that may be the turning point in your life you appreciated a gift an elder has given a gift and you appreciated the gift you use it correctly the elder becomes happier and he grants you even more when allah taala has blessed you with this type of gifts another opportunity to live another opportunity to see these mubarak months now it is for us to understand how do we go about appreciating the gift of allah subhanahu wa taala is given you another month many friends we may have seen friends or families that were here last year they're not around here <clears throat> and then next year we will see that the friends that were around this year won't be around next year so we don't know what's the case life is about the most uncertain thing until when you live but that is the most certain thing life is most uncertain you have a youngster 30 years of age heart attack and he's gone 25 years of age your cancer fourth degree doctors have given given up hope right so this type of news is coming on all the time how do we respond to that news do we just ignore it no do we attribute it just to natural causes man wasn't careful of himself or the right dieting so therefore he died we don't say don't take your precautionary measures but we don't limit our minds just to this we know that there is a creator he is the doer he wills it it happens he wills it it doesn't happen does our mind move on that end <clears throat> so this mubarak months have set in and it is time for us to take stock or right? we don't know what next year holds for us what state we will be in will be here or will be in some other realm altogether where we will be allah pak knows so the right thing is now all right how do we plan for this year now that the mubarak month is already set in from now to ramadan post ramadan how do we set in so the first thing is we get the understanding of allah taala right get the recognition of allah taala right no matter what education what wealth what position we hold but you don't understand your creator what have you understood resulting in this that people that are going through this education are turning into atheists they failing to recognize the very creator who's given you those faculties to understand to reason etc etc you made a motor car then you trace it try and track it down all right you were the one that invented the motor car right but now ask yourself who gave you the brains to be able to put things together and make this working who gave that brains obviously you will come to that conclusion it is allah subhanahu wa taala so failing which really then that's a failure a muslim is one who appreciates he recognizes the source he appreciates it and he will use it like how the source wants him to use it but 
ignoring the source, ignoring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you would say that's the biggest failure. There can't be a failure as great as ignoring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Princess was the only successor to the throne and she had taken ill. Mona Rum Sahib Rahmatullah is a master of illustrations. So he's giving an illustration, a story, perhaps real life. But as an illustration to teach us Tawheed, to teach us the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says <clears throat> that this princess, she's the successor to the throne, only daughter of the king, and she's taken seriously ill. He's got all the money, all the finances, so he'll employ the best type of physicians. Think and talk about the best type of hospitals, best type of doctors, employ everybody the best. Not working then at a second level, then you at Tawis and whatever else. If that is not working also, you're going to a cover. That is not working, then you say, no, something happened here. At the last resort, he, he's all, his effort had been exhausted. At that point now, he says, no, I tried everything else. But I didn't knock at the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I tried the taweez, I tried this thing here, I tried the second thing and the fourth thing. But did I knock onto the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Recently, about three months ago, <clears throat> a Hindu woman, elderly, she brought an ice box of chocolates, expensive uh, export quality, to be distributed in the masjid. So we asked her, Auntie, what's the occasion? You know, you're giving a masjid, uh, a whole box of chocolates to be distributed amongst the musallis. But what's the occasion? So she says, you see, my daughter had taken, my daughter, she wasn't becoming pregnant. You know, that's a dream of every woman that I must, pro- I must prove my, I must prove myself. I am feminine, my, I must prove myself. So she only proves herself after she's delivered. Now she's battling for years and she's not getting a child. Someone told her, you know, you tried everything else. You went to the cupboard, you went to the mandir, bust some coconuts there, you went to a church, rang some bells there. You did everything. But just try this thing here. See, when the azan goes, show all the respect. Remain silent, quiet. Just think about the azan, the words of the azan. Just remain silent for that duration. After the azan is over, for that moment, just think about Allah Ta'ala. That's all. Nothing, don't do anything else. Just respect it, remain silent, put your full attention to that azan. So the woman says, a Hindu woman says that, you know what, I did this in the first or the second month, my daughter fell pregnant. And now today, she delivered a nice, handsome, beautiful boy. So as a token of appreciation, I came to offer this. So that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When everything else you tried has failed you, this door is ever open. When did the door ever close? It's open always. But do we try that door? So coming back to this princess, the king tried everything. But he tried everything and he failed everywhere. Everything had failed him. Everything had betrayed him. He said, all right, but I didn't try Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let me try that. So around the time of tahajjud, he sneaked into the masjid. And for a long period, he cried to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I tried everything else. Tawi is grave and everything I tried. Nothing was working. Labak, you don't disappoint me. Labak, you, op- you create an opening for me. 
he cried and he cried and he cried. And as he returned home, and he saw now that princess that was bedridden, now she's standing up, she's asking for food, she wants, she's quite hungry, she's fresh, everything has just turned around. So the doer, the actual doer, many a times we forget that actual doer, we're employing every other means. And that every other means that we're employing is because of our mindset. And the mindset is because of the education. So we need to review this whole thing. What are we doing? Which direction are we moving in? And how do we need to correct our minds? A simple procedure to correct the mind nowadays, one simple procedure is remain attached to some righteous learned person, righteous learners, learned experienced person, and do some of the talim in the house, kitabs on fazail, etc., prepared by, by, by great saints of the time, who were deep in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So every word of this is just emanating love. It's showing tawheed, it's bringing you a right direction, taking you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make ta'aleem of these kitabs for at least 15 minutes in the day. We do so much for our dunya, so much for our prosperity, so much for our mental ease, but for the right direction, for the right thinking, we, come, think becoming, we begin to think right, Going in the right direction, how much have we done? That's our grandest all to feed.